The Nats hang on in Game 3 and avoid the sweep against the Brewers in a time where they so desperately need wins in the column. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Swing for the fences on sleeper picks and you could win up to 100 times your money. Download the sleeper app and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See sleeper terms views for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. And thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And later on in today's show, if you haven't already, the national season is winding down right now. We only have two more home stands left, and today is our actually two more home series left in total tonight against the Chicago White Sox, and then of course the Braves coming into town on a little bit later this week. We'll preview the White Sox series later on, and it's a Monday. It's a National Stock Report Day. Who's been up? Who's been down? All the latest on individual performances, and let's just say this: Luis Garcia. Welcome back to the major leagues. That's a little tease for you for that Nats stock report. And let's start with that man right then and there because Luis Garcia over the weekend kind of carried the Nationals, for being honest. And while we only won one game, and that was in game three of yesterday, this wasn't a complete series by any stretch of the imagination. We knew that the Milwaukee Brewers have two good things. Great starting pitching, and then, of course, that bullpen lived up to the hype. And we saw a lot of that in yesterday's game as well. As the Nationals went into 11 innings, they now improved to 6-2 and two in extra innings on this young season. And you start to see these young guys kind of come together in situations like this. And I think we kind of, when you watch that game yesterday, I think we can all kind of tell that that was a game that was won very up and down in a lot of different stretches because we do know the Nationals are also good in one-run ball games as well. They're 25 and 20 on the season and 62 and extras on the 2023 season. <clears throat> but even more so than that, when looking at yesterday's performance, I, I think you just can't just blossom by the fact that Patrick Corbin actually looked pretty damn good. And that's now two starts in a row in which Patrick Corbin isn't getting rocked around. You're not seeing all these walks and all these different hard hit balls and while he didn't get and really didn't generate the swings and misses that we saw in his last start I believe he only had four in yesterday's start you still saw a lot of different good things from him and when you're telling me that I can get good things from Patrick Corbin we're going to take that in any day any day any start it doesn't matter who you're going up against Patrick Corbin he hasn't had the best season we know that it's been better than last year and it's definitely been better than 2021 and 2020, we'll still see. Because he's got an ERA right now of exactly five. And what he did in yesterday's contest, going six innings pitch, four hits, only one earned run. He walked two batters, only struck out two as well. But still, he did his job. He kept the ball in the yard, went six innings. And that's something that Patrick Corbin, that I think, we just kind of glimmer by. We drive right by it, and including myself. The good thing about Patrick Corbin this year is that he's going five to six innings pitch nearly almost every time. 
And as we've said, it's only been twice this year, one on opening day and one just a few weeks ago where he didn't go five-plus innings pitch. That saves so much when it comes to the bullpen. And really, if he's going to go five innings pitch, typically it's going to be a decent-ish start. Now, while we all know third time through the order, that's when Patrick Corbin really starts to get hit if it's not the first time through. The third time when he gets in later in games, that's when you kind of start to see the wheels fall off the wagon. But that's not what happened yesterday. He only gave up those four hits, went six innings pitch, and it really allowed the bullpen to breathe after Trevor Williams got rocked on Saturday. So even further more than that, the bullpen came in, Hunter Harvey, two innings pitch. That was what you wanted to see from him. 2.89 ERA on the season. Kyle Finnegan came in after it really just been a terrible stretch for Kyle Finnegan, having a very good summer, kind of starting to slow off, you could say, here in the second half of the season. But even then, came in, he looked good as well. And then Robert Garcia, who I feel like is really taking this step up that no one really saw. Now, when the Nationals claimed him, I was kind of like, cool, there'll be another arm in the bullpen. But so far this season, he's showing me a couple different things here. Is that he can pitch in these high leverage situations, as we saw yesterday, going two innings pitch in extra innings. That's huge for this ball club. Huge. And when you're seeing what this team hasn't been able to do over the time, which when you have your bullpen in there for quite some time, typically it doesn't really go our way. But as we saw, Robert Garcia, the lefty, he's been really showing us something over the last few weeks here, only striking out one, walking two batters in those two innings as well, but even then just looking good. And yesterday was, it wasn't the most complete win, you could say, because the Nationals still only had, what, four hits in the contest, but you still scored two runs, and one of those came off of Luis Garcia home run, in which Garcia was sent down in AAA. I was kind of screaming and crying about it because I think it crushed his confidence. But as he's proven to us over the last, really, series against Milwaukee, he's actually been starting to play a little bit better. And this is something that I've also noticed as well that Mike Rizzo mentioned in his press conference after he sent him down, and as well as his interview with the sports junkies, is that Luis Garcia One, he said he needed to work on his preparation, just kind of getting ready every single day, going out there and playing 162 games. You're starting to see a little more athleticism from Garcia because yesterday he had a really good play, back end of the game, second base, throws across his body and nails it. That was something that we haven't really seen from Garcia since early on this season defensively. And also I've noticed that he's kind of lost a little weight in which Mike Rizzo was kind of hoping to see him cut some pounds. And I think that's something that we have seen. Now with Garcia, the preparation is everything. with him, But also, he's got to continue to do this. Because as we saw, he has the potential. He has the potential to take this second base job and play every day. It's just a matter of if he can grasp that whole thing and really just kind of click on every cylinder. Because that's something that he hasn't done up to this point. You haven't really seen his offense and his defense and really his preparation all click at the same time. It's usually just been spotty performances in which his offense has been good, then the defense is bad, then the defense is good, and the offense is bad, and the preparation just hasn't really been there. So maybe, just maybe, that this was the fix for Garcia. Because if it was the fix, then we have a second baseman because Garcia still has the skill set. He still has some power in him as well, as we saw 
with yesterday's home run. It's just a matter of if he can put that all together. But also before we get into the National Stock Report, how about Michael Chavis in that last inning? Runners on the corners, one out, tie ball game, or not tie, we have one run lead there, two to one, one out, bottom of the 11th. Michael Chavis makes that diving stop over at first base, tags the bag, and this is kind of where it gets interesting. Everyone in the back of your head, your first instinct is to go over to second base and try to get that out there. But the reason why Michael Chavis threw home to get Contreras instead, well, I think we all know this, but it was just a very high baseball IQ play because if you were to throw to second base, and let's say there's a pickle there in between first and second, William Contreras could then score home in a matter of time and possibly tie the ball game. And then all of a sudden we're in that pickle there, and that's when you get out. But still, tie ball game regardless. Michael Chavis did not do that. And a lot of baseball players, that's kind of your instinct to go to second immediately. But he did. He kind of fell over at first base after making that diving stop. And when he did that, he then threw home. And when he threw home, Drew Milas made the play. Ran down William Contreras, which isn't all that hard to do, but still, you make the play, you get the out, and you get out of the ball game. That is something that we haven't really seen from this Nationals team in a little bit of time. You've seen it in spotty moments so far in 2023, but I think that also goes to show you the step up that this team has made. Now, while Michael Chavis, he's probably not for the long run here. He's probably not going to be a starting second baseman anywhere else, and even probably here. He's not. But Chavis made that heads-up play and got us another win and avoided the sweep overall. That is good baseball IQ at its core there. And Michael Chavis, he's kind of always had that in him, in my opinion. I always like his glove. And just really sliding over there at first base, making that play, that was a huge moment for this Nationals team. And then immediately throwing over to home, knowing where he has to go, and getting the out, and then ultimately getting the win. Huge play for them, huge win for the Nationals, and I just had to mention that Michael Chavis play because it really meant that much to us. The Nationals play the White Sox today at 7.05 Eastern time, and the Nationals are back home and only have two more home series left. So catch every pitch in the Nats' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Nationals there. And before we really get into this National Stock Report, as I kind of alluded to, Luis Garcia will be making an appearance, and as well as the lane train. Has he been up or has he been down? We'll preview that and discuss that. But before we get into it, let me tell you guys about our friends over at Jace Medical. And guys, when I tell you about Jace, I want you to know that modern medical care and treatment are important, but our global supply chains are fragile. Things like pandemics, natural disasters, and foreign travel may cut you off from the treatment that you need. Jace Medical is your solution. Just fill out their online form and one of Jace Medical's board certified physicians will review it to determine whether medications are safe and appropriate. Then Jace will send your prescriptions to one of their partner pharmacies where your order will be filled and mailed directly to your home. You can also send your physician a message for answers to treatment related questions anytime. Everyone should be empowered to take care of for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using my code LOCKEDON at checkout on Jace Medical. 
medical.com. That is J A S E medical.com. Now we get into a national stock report as this is going to be your best and worst individual performances over the last week or so. So let's start off with a stock up for Luis Garcia. And over his last 15 at-bats, he's got five hits. He's got two home runs, three RBIs. He's walked twice, and that is good for an 11.45 OPS. When he first came back up, he seemed a little lost. You didn't really see it with Luis Garcia as soon as he got that call back up to the major leagues. And really, even then, he wasn't really killing the ball down in AAA as well with Rochester. But since then, he's kind of taken this step up that we've been looking to see. And against the Milwaukee Brewers, I mean, he kind of put this offense on the back yesterday, getting that home run, making it a one nothing ball game. And even then, having a second home run in the day before that. So Luis Garcia... You're starting to see those improvements. Now, can he do this over a nice time period? Because that's something that we haven't really been able to see. But when he does do this, it gets you a little excited. It gets you a little kind of happy for the future of Garcia and kind of what he could be. Because I still think of him as that young prospect, 23 years old. He's got time. He's got time to develop. And he's really He has the opportunity, so it's a matter of if the Nationals will give him that second opportunity going into opening day of 2024, but it's what you want to see. A little more power, a little more plate discipline, and just getting some hard-hit balls because also not to mention, he had a ton of those in yesterday's ball game, having three hard-hit balls according to Baseball Savant in yesterday's contest. So really good performance by Luis Garcia. Something that we all wanted to see so desperately. Stock down, center fielder, Jacob Young. Jacob Young has kind of gone through a very tough stretch after starting off red hot. As soon as he got the call up here, and you're already starting to talk about, can this guy be a part of the future of the outfield? Can he be an everyday center fielder? Can he be an everyday left or right fielder? Just an everyday player as in general. Well, he's kind of taken that step back that we kind of expect. He's 1 of 21 over his last seven games, and he struck out five times as well. Only one hit over your last seven games, that's never going to cut it. It'll never cut it up in the big leagues. But even then, Jacob Young, you kind of just see the raw tools with him. You still see the potential. Because in my mind, this guy is kind of what Andrew Stevenson and the Nationals wanted him to be. If you remember that, Andrew Stevenson always kind of had this skill set. He had the little bit of pop. He had the speed. He had the defensive effort. He had the tools. Jacob Young is that category as well, in my opinion, but you want to see it a little bit more consistent. And with Jacob Young in particular, I think he's got even better skill sets than what Andrew Stevenson had back when he was a prospect with the Nationals. So Jacob Young, while it hasn't all been pretty, and hasn't all been uphill, he's on this downhill stretch. Let's see what he can do to finish off the season because certainly he's going to finish the year as a starting center fielder, in my opinion. And that's the way that it should be because when you're a young prospect, you're showing us your tools, you got to do the little things right. But he did walk twice in yesterday's ball game, And of course, just of course, doing his thing there. He's drawn walks. I'll give him that credit as well. But also, stock up. Four. You may ask, Drew Milas, another young prospect in which kind of got our attention early on this season 
when he was killing the ball in double A, got the call up to triple A, looked really good as well. But what he has done up in the major leagues really since getting called up has been impressive. He's got five hits in his first seven games. He's got a double. He's got a home run. And he has a 951 OPS on the season. And also in yesterday's ball game, while it wasn't the craziest play ever, but he chased down William Contreras to get that out. He's looked solid behind the plate as well, and which is just a nice little positive for it. Now, Drew Miles is going to have a tough time kind of scratching this lineup and scratching the roster come opening day next year because I think the Nationals really like Riley Adams, and as they should, because Riley Adams has killed the baseball up in the major leagues, and he's also been one of our better defensive catchers of the season. Drew Miles is going to have to kind of prove himself in more ways than one. It's not just going to be have to be behind the plate in his defensive effort. It's going to be what he does at the plate. And Drew Miles, five hits in his first seven games, he's looking pretty good at the plate. You see in a little bit of pop, you got two extra base hits already, and you're getting on base, and you're hitting for average. Again, very small sample size, but what we have seen from Miles so far, the kid can play. It's just a matter of if he can stay consistent and really get his at-bats up because I think by the end of this year, you're going to kind of see this tandem of Kibert Ruiz maybe slowing down a little bit. You may see a little more Drew Miles, And of course, if anything happens to Kibert Ruiz, they'll probably just shut him down. Catching for 162 games, staying healthy, that is hard to do for Kibert. Last year, he missed the last month, month and a half or so. And you kind of saw that production really dip off there. But Drew Miles, solid. It's nice to add that. It's nice to add that third catcher in your system that you kind of know you can lean on as the season goes on. So stock down now for the lane train. Lane Thomas, it has not been a good stretch for him. And something that's really noticeable to me is that his OPS is down to a 790, which is the lowest it has been since June 11th of this year. Lane Thomas has carried this Nationals offense over and over again. And I remember myself And if you look back at 2021 in particular, and as well as 2022 of last year, Lane Thomas always started off slow. He just did. But since then, the second half of 2021, and as well as 2022, he took huge step-ups in production. This year, he started off red hot up until the All-Star break. And ever since then, he's kind of crashed back down to earth. And that kind of shows with his OPS because he was slugging. He was getting on base, but most importantly, he was slugging. He was getting extra base hits. But over his last seven games, he's only got three hits and 31 at-bats, one of them being a home run, but he's also got eight strikeouts. And We've all kind of known Lane Thomas is a strikeout guy. He swings and misses a lot. But when you have that power, when you have all the tools that Lane has, that's acceptable. But even then, eight strikeouts over seven games, only three hits in those seven games as well. It has not been a fun stretch for the lane train. Stock up again for Jose Frere. This is my guy. I have claimed Jose Frere as my guy. Going into next year, I want to see Jose Frere in meaningful situations. Only 23 years old, really kind of stepping up to the plate this year and pitching in meaningful innings. Over his last six innings pitch, he's got two hits given up. He's only walked one batter, and he struck out five batters as well. It's a 0.5 whip. Here's the only kind of concern with Ferrer is that he's basically a fastball changeup pitcher. I kind of want to see a little bit more from him because we've seen Yoan Adone 
kind of running into those struggles as well, having really only two good pitches that you can rely on. So it's going to be interesting to see with what Ferrer can add to his arsenal as the season goes on. He does have a slider, but he doesn't really use it that much. His fastball and his changeup, that's his bread and butter. I would like to see him add a little bit more or maybe use that slider or your or you could even throw in a cutter. I could see Jose Ferrer kind of being a cutter pitcher as well. Who knows at this point what he could be down the line, but I think the Nationals have kind of stumbled themselves into a nice pitching prospect. And Jose Ferrer, while he's not going to be a starting pitcher, he's good out of the bullpen in really high leverage situations in which we've seen him in. So Jose Ferrer, stock up for him. The kid continues to shove, and as the season goes on, I think he's really starting to prove himself as to being a good, reliable bullpen option moving forward. Thank you guys for making Locked On Nats your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. The Nationals play the White Sox tonight at 7.05 Eastern Time. Mike Clevenger against Yoan Adon. Again, those two pitch pitchers. You're going to see that tonight with Yoanna Down. So catch every pitch of the Nationals hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Nationals there. And before we get into previewing this White Sox series, in my opinion, it's a gotta-have-it series for this Nationals team. I'll explain after I tell you guys about our friends over at Sleeper. And guys, Sleeper is the best because the MLB playoffs are around the corner, which means the clock is ticking on your chance to 100 times your cash on daily fantasy baseball. Baseball has never been more exciting than it is now with studs like Acuna, Betts, and Otani. Pick more or less on stats for these stars like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and more for up to 100 time payout on Sleeper. Get your picks right and you could win big. Going up against Mike Clevenger tonight, I look at Luis Garcia, someone who has a 1,000 batting average against Clevenger. So take that and do what you want with it over on Sleeper, and let's cash in big together. You and me, we got this. Use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. And, of course, use promo code LOCKEDON. Now we get back into it as the Nationals are taking on the Chicago White Sox tonight, in which I said, plain and simple, it's a gotta have it series. Because you look back at this Nationals team, they've lost the last three series against the Dodgers, against the Pirates, and against the Brewers. You split the series against the Mets. Before that, you lose a series against the Marlins. You lose against the Blue Jays. Before that, a lot of winning. Since then, a lot of losing. You look tonight, this is the one series that you have left that you have basically any chance of winning, if we're being honest. And it's not the best, most favorable pitching matchups. You have Jackson Rutledge, who really got rocked around in his opening start. Maybe he bounces back in Tuesday, but tonight you have Yoan Adone. We know the circumstances with Adone. What type of pitcher are we going to get tonight? Is this going to be the guy who's striking out eight batters over five innings pitch? Or is this going to be the guy who's going to give up eight earned runs and three innings pitch? You never really know. You just don't. It is a complete wild card. It is Pandora's box. If you open it, you don't know what's going to come out of that. So with Yoan Adone tonight, it's simple as this. Just throw strikes. You got to throw strikes 
to save your job in this rotation. It's really as simple as that. And going up against Mike Clevenger, who's probably been the White Sox, one of their better pitchers so far this season, he's bounced around. He's had some issues off the field. But even then, the Nationals can take advantage of this tonight because I said Luis Garcia, if you're listening to the sleeper ad, thank you. Use promo code locked on. But if you're listening to that, Luis Garcia is two for two against Mike Clevenger. And while it's only two at bats, but Luis Garcia has had success with them. So this lefty righty matchup, looking ahead to tonight, you've had some success against Clevenger. I totally expect Garcia to be in this lineup again tonight over at second base, maybe batting sixth or seventh. Who knows where he could end up in the rota- in the batting lineup. But even then, I look at Garcia, and maybe he's just catching fire right now. Maybe we can kind of catch lightning in a bottle and take this momentum and beat the Chicago White Sox. Because as I said, this is a gotta-have-it series. You play against the Braves at home to end the season. You started the season against the Braves. It didn't go as planned. Since then, it hasn't gone as planned with them as well. So you want to end this nice homestand here, right? You're playing against the White Sox, a team that's bottom five in all of baseball. Not a good team. They've been a disaster all series, all season long, I mean. And then you have the Braves coming up later this week. You got to win while you can because then you're at Baltimore and then you finish the season at Atlanta. The fans, you and I, we want to see a win. We want to see at least two wins against this White Sox team because we want to get to 70 wins. And while, yes, that's still very doable, it's more than likely going to happen as we sit at 66 and 84, but you got to take these games. And if you were to win three straight against the White Sox and you end the season maybe with 73, 74 wins, nailing a couple of those wins against the Braves and the Orioles, that would be huge for this team, in my opinion, going into the offseason because not a lot of people expected 70-plus wins this year. I believe that they had 58-and-a-half on most every sports book that you checked before this season. So if the Nationals, you got to have this. you got to have this series, and maybe yes. The pitching is not ideal. The starting pitching lineup for this series is not ideal for us. But even then, you have this bullpen, throw it all out there. Because you know you're playing against the Atlanta Braves, in which they have nothing to play for at this moment in time. They're probably not going to be pushing every little button that they have. I think Davey Martinez, he probably should. Because you need to win the games that you are supposed to win. Especially in this rebuild Get some momentum going before you finish off against possibly the two best teams in all of baseball with the Atlanta Braves, which in my opinion, by far and away the best team in baseball. And then the Orioles up for debate, the second team in baseball. Thank you guys for making Locked On Nats your first listen every day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, catch every pitch of the Nationals hometown broadcast on SiriusXM with the SXM app, just search Nationals there as Mike Clevenger gets ready to take on Yoana Doan, which should just be a amazing, an amazing pitching matchup for tonight's ball game. Ha, huh, tongue in cheek. All right, guys, we will see everybody on the flip side. And of course, please, Nationals, you got to take this. You got to win the games that you can. And if you don't, it's not going to be a fun show. I'll catch you on the flip side.